Welcome. I am your host, Christine, and this is the Self-Esteem Truths Podcast, a podcast about discovering the truth about who we are, why we struggle, and how we can overcome. This podcast is designed to help you transform your life as we dive weekly into new questions about self-esteem truths. Hi, I'm Christine. I'm a confidence coach and motivational speaker, and this is episode 147. As I was getting ready to record this, I was looking at the calendar and noticed that the anniversary of Self-Esteem Truths and our 150th episode are going to be the same week. So that's pretty exciting. I would love to hear your suggestions and ideas for what you think we should do for the 150th slash three-year anniversary episode. So send me some messages and let me know. Today, we're going to talk about some of the ways that how smart your brain is actually causes a lot of problems for you in your daily life. Technology is great until it isn't, right? I'm not that technologically savvy, so I tend to let my computer and my phone kind of do what it wants. If it gives me a suggestion, I kind of assume it's the right suggestion and I go with it. The problem is now my computer and my phone are having issues. And probably on Monday when you're listening to this, I will be sitting with an Apple expert trying to unscramble the mess that is currently the technology in my life. I share this with you because the human brain does a lot of the same things. It's going to make a lot of decisions in the background if you're not making intentional decisions in the foreground. It's going to decide a lot of things for you, and you might find yourself in situations and places and relationships you had no intention of being in, and you wonder, how in the world did I get here? And the thing is, your brain was making a lot of decisions for you while you were running on autopilot. Now, there's a lot of reasons we might be running on autopilot. We don't trust ourselves to make decisions. We're afraid of the outcome. We're stressed or overwhelmed and don't want to have to deal with the issue. We're avoiding. We're procrastinating. We don't realize that there's actually a decision to be made. We don't realize that we have control and power in that situation. It never occurred to us that we could do things differently. The list could go on and on. The important thing is noticing that your brain is doing this and start taking control of some of the decisions that are being made in your life for you, technically by you, definitely with your best intention in mind, but not necessarily always the best decisions. I want to share a recent example of this in my own life just to illustrate what the brain is doing in the background. As you probably know about me, I make my bed every morning. And for me, that does mean that there's a bunch of extra pretty pillows on the bed. So I wake up in the morning, I pull up the sheet and the quilt, and I fluff up my pillow that I sleep on, and I start putting these other pillows on the bed. Now, what you need to know is not all of these pillows are the same. The last three that go on the bed are very different pillows. And what I was finding is that I would make the bed, and these last three pillows didn't go on the bed in a random way, I always put them in the same position. That might not seem like a super big deal, except visually, the position kind of bugged me. I knew I was doing it. I kind of make my bed on autopilot because I do it every morning. So I wasn't putting a lot of thought or intention into it. It was just something that I would do. And then I would notice later on in the day when I walked into my room, oh, that pillow's in that spot that bugs me. I really want it on the other side of the bed. Yet the next day, even knowing that I want it in the other spot, 
when I would get up and quickly make my bed and toss all the pillows up there, inevitably I would put it in the same spot every single time. And so I realized my brain is making this decision for some reason, and I want to figure out why. Why is my brain deciding that makes the most sense for that pillow? So I started paying attention to what I was actually doing in the morning when I made my bed. I paid attention to how I put the pillows down at night, what order they went on the floor. Did that affect the order I picked them up? Did that affect the order in which I put them down on the bed? And the thing was, that didn't make a difference. And so then I wondered, well, does it matter what hand I have that pillow in? Am I reaching with one hand first before I reach with the pillow in the other hand? That didn't make a difference. I could make myself make a different choice, but if I just let my brain do what it wanted to do, it always wanted to put that one pillow in that spot. Here's what I finally figured out. That was the only pillow with a tag sticking out of it. I could put the other pillows down without having to rotate them or shift them or tuck a tag in. To keep the tag on that pillow from showing, I had to rotate the pillow or I had to tuck the tag. And what I realized is my brain was saving that pillow for last so that I would have two hands to best maneuver the pillow or tuck the tag. I was also always putting that pillow in the position closest to me so that that type of work was easier. Now, I know that this is a very silly story about a completely unimportant issue. Yet isn't it wild that my brain decided having that tag tucked was more important than that pillow being on the side of the bed that I wanted it to be on. That was a want, tucking the tag my brain decided was a need. And that need required two hands, according to my brain. And having two hands meant that the other pillows were not in my hand and that it was in a position close enough to me to comfortably maneuver a pillow. Again, I'm not consciously making these decisions. My brain is doing this in the background without me. Once I knew what was going on, I could take all the pillows, dump them on the bed, and then with both hands, put the pillows wherever I wanted them to go. I never had to think about putting that pillow in the spot I wanted it to go ever again because every pillow was getting the two-hand treatment. I mean, I also could have cut off the tack, right? The point is I was able to take control of the situation without it being extremely taxing on my brain and having to be 100% on and paying attention every time I made my bed by simply understanding what my brain was doing and why and finding a solution to make what I wanted to happen, happen. Our brains do this all the time, deciding what side of the toast that we butter, which shoe you put on first. What order you check your apps in the beginning of the day, whether you buckle up and then start your car or start your car and then buckle up, your brain is making all kinds of decisions throughout the day without you being a part of it. You might notice this sometimes when you can't remember where you put your keys or where you put that letter you needed to respond to, where you left your jacket or your shoes. When you find the cereal box in the fridge, your brain is making decisions without you. And for the most part, this is good, right? If we had to stop and think about all of the actions that we do during a day and make conscious choices, it would be exhausting and we wouldn't get anything else done. We need our brain to do this. Where it gets us in trouble is when we let our brain make bigger, important decisions without us, whether or not we're going to return a phone call, whether or not we're going to remember that we need to return a phone call, right? Our brain also makes the decision for us to forget things, too. Your brain decides to not let you notice that you're two-thirds of the way through that family-sized bag of chips or that 20 minutes you were going to sit down for has now become four hours. Your brain is making all of these decisions with the intention of keeping you safe and comfortable. 
The problem is this is kind of like letting a two-year-old run your life. We're making decisions based on emotions and once not really what's healthiest and best for us, right? The two-year-old way of thinking, I'm not trying green beans for the first time because I've never tried them before, and maybe green beans are going to poison me. That's how a two-year-old would think. That's how our brains think. Never done it before. Not going to do it. Feels like it's making me kind of anxious. Not going to do it. Smoking a pack of cigarettes every day hasn't killed me yet. Makes me feel a little bit better in the immediate moment. Going to keep doing it. So while it's completely fine to let your brain decide whether you're going to turn on the ignition before you buckle up or after, so long as you buckle up, or what side of your toast you're going to butter, or whether or not you're going to grab a pea before a carrot, it doesn't matter. Your brain can automate those decisions. What's important is catching the other things that are being automated that are causing you harm. Like now you owe that late fee because you didn't address that bill. Or you're late for an important meeting because you can't remember where you put your keys. Or you're not losing that weight the doctor is telling you has to come off for your health because you keep zoning out when you're eating. These are areas where you need to be in more control and not let your brain be making these decisions in the background. Now, the reason it's so hard to force a change is because your brain has a logical reason for why it's doing what it's doing. It may not be the best logical reason, but it has a logical reason. Just like with the pillows on my bed, my brain had a reason we got to hide the tag. We can do that best with two hands and putting it in the position closest to our body. Makes perfect sense, right? So when you notice something is going on that needs to be different, we don't have to force it. We do need to change the automation. We need to change the logic or the reasons why the decision is being made. This is how you keep the process from stressing you out and becoming an area where your brain is really being taxed and fighting against your natural instinct. So step one, as I've already outlined for you, figure out why your brain is doing what it's doing. What does it think it's protecting you from or in what way does it believe it's providing you comfort or safety by doing it this way? My brain is allowing me to misplace this bill and causing me to forget about it needing to be paid because my brain knows I'm really stressing about finances and every time I call that number to pay the bill, the automated system is really confusing and stresses me out and makes me feel stupid. That makes sense, right? Of course your brain is doing this for you. Your brain loves you. So how can we change the logic so that your brain will want you to remember where the bill is and want you to pay it on time? Now you might want to say, well, just knowing that's going to cost me more with the late fee should make my brain help me remember. But it's not, right? Because your brain is deciding it doesn't matter if they charge me a late fee because I'm not paying any of this anyways, so it's worth it. It's worth it for them to tack on a late fee I'm not going to pay anyway. So you have to get creative and you have to try a few different things. How you say it matters, what you say matters, and how much you believe it matters. It's going to be a little bit like trying on new clothes. You try on a few things, you see how it feels, you see how it looks, how your brain responds to it until you figure out which one makes your brain go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Maybe the one that finally makes your brain feel that way is, if I don't pay this bill, I'm going to get more bills in the mail, and then they're going to start calling me, and that's more stressful. More bills and more phone calls is more stressful than one bill and me initiating one phone call. I would rather handle one bill and one phone call than lots of bills and them calling me when I am not prepared to have that phone call come in. Now your brain says, oh yeah, that's so much worse. 
here, look, I put the bill underneath the file by your computer. Let's call. Let's take care of this so that they don't bug us anymore. Now that's the new logic of your brain. And when bills come in, you know where you've put them and you handle them in a timely manner because that makes sense to your brain and that feels like keeping you safe. So if you're feeling really down about yourself and your circumstances, if you're feeling like life just keeps happening to you and everything is out of your control, I want you to take this time to recognize what's actually going on and what you can do about it. What I'm going to share with you is maybe quite sad, maybe a bit comical, depending on what side of the situation you're standing on when it happens. But we've all had that experience or has the friend that's continually having the experience of just one thing after another going wrong, right? They're late because they can't find their keys. Then they get in the car and they're late because they didn't realize they needed gas. And now they got to go to a gas station. They get to the gas station and they leave their coffee cup on top of their car or they forgot their wallet so they can't pay for the gas. So they have to go back home and get their wallet to pay for the gas. And now they're really late and they're stressed and they're angry and they're frustrated with the situation and they're feeling like everything is out of control and everything bad is happening to them, and then they rear-end the person in front of them. You know what I'm talking about, right? You've had these days, or you know people that have these days, and what is happening is their brain is trying to run on autopilot and make a bunch of decisions for them, and their emotions are heightened, and the brain is making really terrible decisions. These types of experiences very rarely happen to confident people. People with high self-esteem rarely experience this type of series of events because it's not just coincidental. It's not just life or bad luck. And even though sometimes it may feel like it, it's not even normal. This is a sign of somebody who's allowing their brain to run on autopilot and that autopilot brain is in panic mode. You've seen those little robots that are malfunctioning, right? And they just like keep banging into walls and flipping themselves over and having all kinds of issues, right? Your brain is doing the same thing when you get caught in this type of series of unfortunate events. Now, your self-esteem and self-confidence will improve when you notice your brain isn't doing its best job on autopilot and you take control. You start making the decisions. You start paying attention to your surroundings. When that's happening, you notice where you put your keys. You check to make sure you have your wallet before you leave the house. You know not to put your coffee on top of the car, or if you do, you're aware enough to check for it and get it back off the top of your car before you drive off. And if one of these things goes wrong, when your self-confidence is in place, it doesn't derail you. It's a blip. It's a humorous moment. It's a whoops. And then you go on with your day without that starting this chain reaction. So what I want to challenge you to do is to take a day or two to just notice what is happening in your life. Why do you grab that coffee cup? Why do you do that morning routine in that order? Why do you take that route to work? Just do a check on why your brain is making the decisions it's making and notice if there are some areas where you could be making some different decisions that would be more beneficial to you in your daily life. Once you've noted those areas, Get curious about why your brain believes those are the best decisions 
and start offering alternatives to that belief to help your brain get to a better decision for you. Sometimes it's something very silly and fun or quirky that works. Again, it's like trying to convince a toddler that you have to put on your socks before you put on your shoes. Sometimes the logic that makes your brain go, oh yeah, okay, I'm going to do it that way, can seem very silly and arbitrary. That's okay, so long as your brain is doing the action you want it to do, let its logic be whatever its logic is. So when you're trying to convince yourself, don't be too rigid in what logic you're offering. Play around with it, get creative, have fun, be a little silly if you need to, until you find what works. You will find that this makes behavior change and new habit development relatively easy and stress-free. So try it. If you have questions or want to share your experiences with me, shoot me an email or put them on the Facebook page. All that information is in the show notes. It's there for you, so make use of it. Thank you for being here today. I always really enjoy spending this time with you, and I will talk to you next time. Bye.